Welcome to the Hometown Hero Outdoors Podcast. Here are your hosts, Daniel Meyer and Chris Tatro. Welcome back to the Hometown Hero Outdoors Podcast. Tonight you've got your hosts, Chris Tatro and myself, Daniel Meyer. And we're going to be talking about some awesome things that have happened, some events that we have coming up. So stay tuned, and this will be our last episode that we're doing here for a couple months. Take take a break during the off season, and then we'll get back into it later this this spring, going into the summer. Chris, how how are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. No, it's been a pretty awesome year, and this last weekend was great. Got the entire board together for an extended board meeting here in St. Paul. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it out. I know weather definitely won that that argument with us, but. I gotta gotta be up on the TV screen doing it virtually, so yeah, not not quite as good as a, as being there in person. But we all we all gotta have a good discussion, and I think you know there's there's lots of things to look forward to as we move forward. Yeah, we reviewed a lot of everything that happened in the past year and discussed things that we want to see happen in the next year, up through ten years from now, putting some milestones on paper and being able to achieve them. I know we did pretty good about achieving the things that we were looking to do this last year. And uh, I think everything that we put on our list from our last annual board meeting was achieved this year. Plus some, so pretty exciting. Um, it was great to have all the board in one room and Daniel remotely at least, but it was still uh, a great success and just nice to get us all together and mash our heads together and talk about vision and just developing how we can help better serve those who are military veterans and first responders. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for all of our listeners, some some of the things that we set out for after last year's board meeting in February that we held up on up on Lax was expanding into, into some new states, uh, some training for, for our board of directors to be able to better serve those that we serve. And then, you know, getting into some of the grant writing, which, Chris, you've been doing a pretty amazing job at. You, you made some pretty great connections. And then also expanding our, our social media reach, which we'll talk about, you know, as, as we go through this podcast tonight. But first and foremost, we should talk about the banquet. Yeah, absolutely. That that's coming up. We got less than less than 30 days now till till it's banquet time. Yeah, it's go time. But yeah, it's gonna be held this year at the uh, Army National Guard aviation hangar like we did last year. It's gonna be our last year there. We had some pretty exciting news a couple weeks ago. Silencer Central out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota is our presenting sponsor. They're providing us with some pretty awesome things to kick off the day. For those who have purchased sponsorship packages for there, they're going to be provided with some VIP packages. And people who do not sponsor can purchase their VIP tickets on top of that. And that's going to get kicked off on the March 25th with some range time at Best Defense Army and Range. Silencer Central is going to be there with some of their products and be able to showcase the things that they can do. People are be able to shoot on mute. And then a uh, cool part about that is Federal Ammunition is actually helping out with the ammunition for the day. So it's going to be a pretty awesome event. Um, Sean Olsberg on the board, who is our regional director, as well as Brian Chaffee are heading up that. They have a handful of staff that are going to be helping them on that day. Yeah, and... For those of you that have never been to Best Defense Armor and Range, the the shooting facility that they have there is is top notch. It's you know one one of the better ones around the Twin Cities, I I believe that I've been to anyways. Yeah, and you know another cool part too is uh, Melissa Bachman with Winchester Deadly Pass and is going to be there too to help partake in the day and people get to meet her there. Um, I believe they are getting some catering that's been donated for that 
and it's going to be at least two hours on the range and then a little break uh, after about noon. And then the VIP event will kick off again back at our aviation hangar that we'll be hosting at with Tito's Handmade Vodka for about an hour. There'll be a cocktail hour. Again, that's hosted by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And uh, there'll be some hors d'oeuvres that will be served for them. They get to mingle, meet our MC Liz Collin, hang out with Melissa Bachman, the board that'll be there. That'll run for about an hour. And then the program, the doors will open at 5.30, which will be check-in, be able to mingle, see what's available for the evening when it comes to our, our live auction, online auction, play some games that we have there. We are going to do a, uh, a gun board where there's going to be a very nice 4570 uh, Henry Thompson, big boy, when we uh, have a silencer on it from Silencer Central. That'll be on one of the gun boards. And then we'll have a couple other opportunities for raffles, too. I believe we're doing some deck of card raffles where, with some other items. Uh, Tito's is providing some pretty awesome stuff like they did last year. They're going to have a custom Tito's cooler filled with swag and, of course, some vodka and uh, some other items. And then 6.30, we will kick off the evening and the presentation for the night will then commence. Um, it's a pretty intense time for us at HHO planning list and getting everything put together, but it's going to be very rewarding. We get to celebrate those who have supported HHO, our field staff and volunteers who have helped us recognize those who have donated to us. Um, also, we will have a testimonial that we'll play that night from an HHO member that will get to talk about the impact that we've had on them. And then also we will announce our person of the year, someone who has um, actually engaged in either any of our membership when it comes to being veteran military or first responder and has um, endured quite a bit, but also has persevered, came back and has contributed a lot to the community. So we're pretty excited to have that. And then uh, Dan and Chris will take to the stage and help out with awards and then our live auction. So it's going to be a pretty exciting night. Yeah, it's going to be great. And one one thing that you didn't mention at, at the beginning when people first get there, they're going to have the opportunity to interact and get some photos in front of some military vehicles there. Um, it's going to be what a, a joint light tactical vehicle, the new vehicle that's replacing the Humvee. Yep, that'll and be then, there. And then being able to go go stop out and see the, the Blackhawks again. Yep, yep. And this year, too, we have a step and repeat. Uh, backdrop that we have that's going to be new this year and we're hoping to bring to more events where people can take some photos in front of a backdrop with our logo on it to kind of commemorate their night and then for different events down the road so that'll be pretty exciting it's different it's new try to shake things up every year and make things a little different and uh, we'll recap uh, how officer Madsen's king eider hunt went up in alaska was successful and we'll show a trailer for the documentary that evening and some other stuff that I can't quite disclose because uh, you'll have to be there to see it. Yeah. And those tickets are, are all available that people are still able to go in and purchase the VIP tickets through the link on the, on the Facebook page, right? Yeah. If you go to the Facebook page for hometown here outdoors, find the event. It's the fifth anniversary banquet presented by silencer central. The links active and live in there. You can find it in two different spots. Or you can go to our website and our website under the events. If you scroll down on our homepage all the way down to the bottom, it says events. Click on that. You can find our banquet down there too. Um, general admissions, $100. And then our VIP is $200 per person. And if you're looking to sponsor, sponsorship packages are $1,000 up through $5,000. So it's uh, going to be a pretty awesome night. And then 
we have big news to announce about next year's banquet at the end of the night, but got to be there. Yeah. Got to have, have to be there to, to hear some of these, these amazing stories and get, get some of the news that, you know, for upcoming year. Um, and definitely looking forward to the food there again this year, having Tom Reeds come back. Yeah. And the food, food that they had there last year was spectacular. And, you know, if anything, come, come for the food and, you know, get a, get to hear some amazing testimonials and stories. Tom Reed's actually stepped their game up this year too. They are serving uh, two different dishes that we did not have last year. And I got to taste test them and they were phenomenal. So I would tell you exactly. I know one of them's chicken marsala. The other one is a beef dish and I can't pronounce the second word ever. So I'm just not going to butcher it and we'll go from there. Well, we'll throw it in the description of the podcast and everyone can just read it and see, see what it is. Perfect. And then lodging at the St. Paul hotel again, right? Yep. St. Paul hotel. If you, uh, attend the banquet that night, you're able to head over to St. Paul hotel, the St. Paul hotel. You can get a discounted room, uh, room start, I believe 130 to $140. So it's actually a really very nice hotel that people can stay at. It's one of my favorites, even though I live not far away, there are times I do stay there, but it's, it's a nice little escape. There's going to be a shuttle that's available to get you to and from the banquet, but uh, discounted rates that start around $100, $140. And then we have some backup rooms elsewhere, but that's in the event that things get uh, booked up real quick. I know that they're going pretty quick. And in the event that it gets booked out, we have another place to go to. But in the event that happens, I'll be paying attention and we'll advise people where to go after that. Yeah. And I know last year, you know, that that first week, first and second week in March, the, the rooms got booked up pretty quick. I think they're all sold out by the second week in March for the, the blocker rooms that they had. So if you, if you're planning on staying there and coming to the banquet, definitely make sure to hop in there and, and reserve your room. And the banquet is currently over half full. So in this last month here that we have, these are when they go the fastest. So I'd highly advise to go and grab your tickets as fast as you can. Cause these last few weeks is when they go like crazy. Last year we had, 300 people at the banquet this year and we're anticipating 400. So if we're over half full, I mean, you guys can figure out what the numbers are at that point. And what was that? They, they've got that, that pre-made old fashioned there at the, at the St. Paul hotel in the, in the room. What, what was that called? Uh, crooked water, crooked water. Yeah. I'm definitely grabbing one of those, those out of the room again. Yeah. Those Enjoy. are pretty tasty. They, uh, they do a good job with that, that beverage, but uh, yeah, you can find that stuff locally here. Well, let's and, talk about last year. Yeah, over over the last year, or so you know, basically from from the banquet last year, you know, everyone that attended and helped support HHO has gone a tremendous way. So last year at our at our bank at our annual board meeting, we set the goal for for what twelve hundred people to get out on trips, right? And we we have surpassed that goal as of as of our board meeting this past weekend, we, we conducted 229 trips across all of our chapters, getting out over 1300 people into the, the outdoors, whether that's you know hunting, fishing, camping, snowmobiling, there's, there's been so many amazing trips that have happened this year and, and huge opportunities for, for those that we serve. And our field staff are getting creative in the different things they do. It's pretty awesome. I know that uh, Les Albert here in Minnesota just recently did a dog sled trip in Northern Minnesota uh, Sean Olsberg and team down in Texas did another uh, deer youth hunt, which you can find that video on YouTube. It's actually a TV length episode. 
Uh, it's very, very different storytelling method that we've done. You know, we're starting to do some longer videos to tell the stories, but there's been some more unique trips. I know Chris Ehrman has a Sherp trip coming up on Lake Superior. What are some of the other unique ones that have happened in the last year? I know alligator hunting is one. Yeah, so there's the alligator hunting that Team Texas put on. Uh, you, you mentioned the dog sledding. Uh, there's a few few horseback riding trips that happened this year. Uh, that was new new to us. Um, An elk hunt? Was there, know, so yeah, we did the yeah, Montana yeah, elk hunt. We, did, we, did, we actually did a couple elk hunts this year. Um, that we did the, the one in Montana with Jeff and then... Colorado hosted an elk hunt for for two people, and they were both successful in harvesting their their elks there. I believe um, in antelope too. Yep. And then did the we've done the the sandhill crane hunts. So those are a big big hit there down in, down there in Texas with Caprock waterfowl. Um, we we did a, a sturgeon trip here in Oregon out on the Columbia River. That was amazing. People caught huge sturgeon 10, 10 feet plus on that trip. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, there's some pretty awesome things that have happened, and I'm only anticipating for things to pick up and get better and more unique trips to happen. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But I, I think one one unique trip that we just we actually just had the the request come through from Team Colorado was is that survival trip that's happening happening Father's Day weekend, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be fun, and then also one out of North Dakota for the Boundary Waters. That's a plus one with a child, so they get to. A parent gets to bring their kid with and go to the Boundary Waters. It's a pretty unique and quiet experience. Um, it's all in the wilderness up north in Minnesota, and both of those trips sound phenomenal. Yeah, and then also one one thing to to look forward to, as well as we're going to be picking the the next le- legacy trip recipient here here in the coming months. So we'll get to start planning that and seeing what they what they want to do. Yeah, there's been a lot of good applications that came through. Um, it's going to be a hard choice, obviously, but our plan is to go through all of them and, um, we, we will pick like a top 10 and then we'll sit down with officer Eric Matson and we'll whittle it down further. And ultimately he'll pick the next trip recipient, which is pretty cool. So we'll keep him involved, but that's just not going to stop with this trip after the second one's completed. He'll help with that one too. And the second recipient for the third trip that we do for that. So we'll always have him involved to some aspect, you know, to keep this, Thing going and the legacy trip alive and i think that's all pretty cool yeah it's going to be amazing you know hearing the, the stories from from you know not only the people that we select but the people that are willing to open up and apply for the trip and really put themselves out there yeah so some of the other topics that we discussed during our annual board meeting was um, the assist training that we did the applied suicide intervention skills training so just for an update to let everyone know Excuse me. We have trained in Minnesota, some people out of Wisconsin, North Dakota, uh, New England held their own assist training uh, this last October. Colorado is having one coming up here at the end of March, actually during the banquet. And then Texas just completed theirs a couple weeks ago here in February. So I believe we're over 30 people who have been trained across the country in the assist training, which is awesome because that helps with local relationships and uh, team building, not only through the training, but also how to support each other to help others, but also have a resource to members or people who reach out when they're in a time of need. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing seeing all of the, the assist trained individuals that we have on our volunteer field staff, you know, in, interacting with each other and coming to each other, you know, when there's, there's someone in need or when, you know, those assist trained individuals do help someone and they, they might need 
someone to talk to about kind of what their their experiences are like. Everyone's there to support them in any way possible. Yeah, and the intention is to continue training people. Uh, where we did some review on what we want to do here for the future with the system. Part of that is to leverage other trainers that are around us to hopefully expand who is trained, but also to potentially look at what we can do beyond the assist training. So, you know, it's more of a in-the-moment crisis intervention that we engage with, but also we want to make sure that individuals are okay after that. So what is the safe plan and what's the follow-up? And our plan as a board is to develop more resources and avenues to assist individuals beyond our interaction with them at that time. So I think that's a great thing that we're going to look into. We know there's a lot of people out there that want to assist or help uh, with resources and helping individuals with mental health. So in the event that you have some resources locally, feel free to reach out to us, but also we're going to put together some more information on and steps to figure out what to do for follow-up care uh, to ensure that, you know, it's within our bylaws. So we're excited to be able to help people at a, in a deeper aspect. Yeah. And having that, having that higher level of care from, from a trusted, trusted, you know, individual outside of HHO where, you know, it, the scope of what someone needs goes above what our assist trained individuals and our field staff are able to, able to deal with is crucial because, you know, it, it takes a lot to reach out and ask for assistance or accept help. And then and it takes even more to, you know, receive the help from someone that hasn't, you know, maybe hasn't gone through similar experiences or is a complete stranger. Whereas, you know, with HHO, everyone that volunteers with us is you know, a trusted individual with those that we serve. So it, it breaks some of those barriers down. And, you know, by us having those resources that we can refer someone to saying, hey, you know, we, we work this with this individual in the past. They're great. They're going to be able to help you out is huge, I think. Totally. Yeah. It's the, um, the relationship and built and getting people off the couch. Nothing's worse than isolation and the relationships that are built on these trips or in the outdoors, you can't replace. And that's what helps open that door to ensuring everyone is there to have each other's back. So, um, another couple quick things that we have discussed and coming up is the board has decided that we're going to attempt to at least attend more events. And when I say events, that's more of trade shows and whatnot. So part of the volunteers staff side of things is not only to bring people out into the outdoors, but also attend events and expos or trade shows. And that is to not only expand who our mission and who we are and what we do and get that message out to people, but also to uh, engage with the community and educate people on who we are and what we do. So, each state is already doing some type of trade show or expo somewhere to some extent. But one of the things that we really want to do is begin to break more into the national show scene. So things such as going to police week, the NRA show, SCI, NWTF, different shows like that. So we're going to try at least do a couple a year this year for sure. We're headed to police week out in DC. So we're going to set up a booth space out at tent city. We're still waiting on the finalized details on that, but during police week, this year, that's the plan is we're going to all, uh, whoever can make it to DC with the board or maybe some additional support are going to go to DC, spread our mission, our goals, meet with some other law enforcement or individuals who just listen to us. And hopefully we can spread our mission to more people out there. Yeah. And being able to, you know, reach those people where it's not just in social media and having those face-to-face interactions is, is huge because we, we talked about the board meeting, you know, how, how we can reach, individuals, especially within the law enforcement 
the community and we're, we're trying to reach more, you know, the fire and EMS as well, but law enforcement in particular, you know, you guys are kind of, I, I can't remember the word that Andy used, but, you know, more hesitant than, than others to, to interact with organizations just because of, you know, the experiences that you guys have seen and everything like that. So getting that face-to-face meeting and, you know, a place that's designed for law enforcement to be there is going to be huge. I think a lot of us think there's a catch, you know, and our guards up a lot of the time and there's no catch, you know, it's, it's come out have a good time, meet some people. And sometimes people think that they aren't worthy enough to receive a trip or something like that, but you're more than worthy. You know, you're dedicated to a lot of different things that uh, within your career that is, can be traumatic or cause mental health issues, you know, um, and just going out to be able to receive our trips or adventures that we do is very beneficial for people and their, their camaraderie and also realizing how similar things can be when it comes to the trauma that they experience, just because your job's different doesn't mean the trauma is not the same or, you know, it can be different, but there's a lot of things that people can relate to to each other to help support each other. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree, you know, the, the trauma that everyone faces within the the categories that we serve, you know, while, you know, the specific events or occurrences might be different, uh, the way it affects people, I, I believe is, you know, very similar. So being able to interact with those individuals that, that have gone through similar experiences is huge. Um, and then since we're on the topic of events, we, we've got quite a few events planned coming up here in the, here in the next few months. Yeah. So yeah. We, First and foremost, I think we, we have the banquet we've talked about already. And then soon after that, we're, we're full steam ahead on a couple different golf tournaments that are happening. First yeah. one is going to be Wisconsin. That's going to be in lacrosse. That'll be at the end of May, May 31st. And then the day after that is the one in Minnesota. That'll be our fifth annual one in Minnesota. Um, and that one is on June 1st. So a couple different opportunities there. The one in Minnesota takes place in Ham Lake. Or, yeah, Ham Lake. Was that right? Yeah, Ham Lake. So, but um, that'll be our fifth one there. And these are good times to come out and meet and spend some time in the outdoors, uh, hit some golf balls. And then also it helps with fundraising for the local teams too. So that really helps stand them up for their trips and adventures and things that they have to do for the next year. So the Wisconsin one moved from, uh, man, the name of the city escapes me. Remember where it's at, Dan? (laughs) No, not not off the top of my head. I moved from about three hours north down to La Crosse. So excited for that. Um, I know that they did a really good job with everything up in the northern area of Wisconsin when they did that, but it was a lot, a lot Frederick, Frederick, Wisconsin. So now it's transferred down to La Crosse. And like I said, they did a really good job of what they did um, and have done and raising funds and spreading the mission at the golf tournament, but looking forward to going to La Crosse and helping out where we can there, as well as the Minnesota one. And then since we're on the topic of golf, we it's kind of down the road here, but Colorado's also hosting one. Yeah, Colorado's got theirs. Yep, there. Theirs is August 25th. So a lot of time to plan, but even more time to to sponsor that Colorado tournament if if it's something that you're that you'd consider. Yeah, golf, sponsor, um, any of those things. Even if you can't be there in person, there's options for you. 
But we do always encourage people to attend because there's a lot of awesome people to meet, some good stories to be shared. And then also it's just a great day to get outdoors and do something different. I'm, I'm not a golfer myself. And I started planning golf tournaments for the organization, you know, five years ago. And uh, not saying I'm a pro at it by any means. So last year I actually took the time to go golf. And uh, I did terribly, which I expected, but thank God it was a scramble. Yeah, there you're playing. You're playing bet, best ball with those golf tournaments. So even if you're terrible, just find someone that's good to be on your team, and yeah, you might, my you might have a chance at winning. My father-in-law and his friend carried us. That's for sure. Yeah, and then a couple more events that we that we have coming up that are that are in the hopper. Um, the, this Saturday coming up, March fourth, uh, down in Texas. Uh, Malam and Green Whiskey Grand Reopening in Blanco, Texas. I probably didn't pronounce any of that right, but probably not. That, that's going to be on March fourth, um, and then also one that's a, a ways out is the, the this would be the second annual Texas Barbecue Cookoff, which was a, yeah, a big hit last year. Yeah, I think it's even grown exponentially this year too. I know Sean Olsberg and his team have been working pretty hard at that. I think with the Deleon Chamber of Commerce as well. And uh, that should be a pretty awesome. I, from what I hear, there's people traveling there from up here in Minnesota. So it's yeah, going to be a pretty it, awesome deal. Yeah, it's huge. And, and that one's uh, also uh, part of this Central Texas Barbecue Association. That's cool. Is Alan going to go down to that, you know? Uh, he better be. He can he can haul his ice castle down there and show the, the Texas boys how, how you Minnesota folks cook. Yeah, there you go, Alan. You're getting called out on the podcast. You need to go to Texas to cook, so or you're off the board. That's what yeah. we're gonna do. Draw a line in the sand. Cook, cook in Texas, or you're you're out. Yep, I'm I'm down with that. And All then, right. What's some other stuff that we covered at the at the board meeting? Uh, we we reviewed some of our policies. You know, made made some adjustments once again, like we do kind of every year as as the organization progresses and identifies things that need to be changed or relooked at. Um, and then we also added, added some new policies. And then also we, we discussed, you know, streamlining some of the stuff for our field staff to make, make the requests that they send in like trip requests, um, requests for funds through the, the Amex or whatever, you know, spent way, way that they're needing funds for a trip or event, trying to make that a lot easier for everyone. Yeah, reimbursement, you know, and the big thing, too, is feedback from the field and people that are out there volunteering. So one of the things that we're I mean, we get feedback on a daily basis and we're just trying to provide more opportunity for that to happen because we're in 29 states. Feedback is different from everywhere. What may work on the West Coast is going to work on the East Coast. So as we grow and expand, we know one shoe doesn't fit, but we want to be able to give everyone an avenue to be able to give us feedback. And like I said, on a daily basis, we get it. But one of the things that we're going to implement this year too is um, at the end of our fiscal year, we're going to approach our different state directors and field staff asking for feedback and information on what we can do or concerns or um, just things to make more things that happen within the organization more efficient. And then after we get that feedback, our annual meeting next year is going to happen in April, which we'll have all this information beforehand so we can actually sit down as a board and, and review it as a whole with all of us in one room. But like I said, though, we get feedback every day and we're always working on things. Things are very fluid and all ever developing. So the yeah. board does a really good job of talking about things on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah definitely do. The The communication within the organization um, is, is pretty flatlined. 
is, you know, from field staff, state directors, the, the state's trip coordinators, event coordinators, and then us at the Ford, you know, there, there's never a time that someone in the, the chain of command, if you will, isn't able to be reached where, you know, if there's questions that need, need done or, you know, approvals for, for trips or events need to happen, it usually, usually takes us what, usually I'd say less than 24 hours, but no, no more than 72 hours to, to get everything going in the direction that it needs to. Right. And we kind of have a rule that, you know, if you send up a request or you're requesting assistance and information or approval on something that we have a rule of 72 hours, we have 72 hours for it to come up, you know, and us to evaluate it, but then we have to have it back within 72 hours. So, um, and that, that whenever that process changes, the timer starts over in 72 hours, just so things get moving and, and move quickly. And we don't want people waiting. And that comes with, you know, posting the trips that, or the uh, requests that we have for different trips and then getting it back to them within 72 hours and then getting it posted when they can within that time frame, but also with the recognition of the trip occurring and at the end and having the recognition out on social media or whatever. But another thing that we're doing too is we're beginning to do our quarterly newsletter. Alan as secretary is compiling information about what happened in the last quarter and then what's coming up in the next quarter so we can at least send out an email to everyone and kind of recap how everything went in the last quarter, give recognition where needed, and then also give a heads up of what's to come. Um, so I think that was a pretty awesome change that we're doing here. Like I said, there's a lot of moving wheels and things that we do and we talk about it constantly. And I think it's all for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, with the, that newsletter, you know, can't, can't fail to mention utilizing our new website that, that we've had. It's been, been about a year now. Um, so if you want to receive that newsletter, you need to make sure that you hop on our website, you join as either a military veteran, law enforcement, fire, or EMS, or subscribe. So that way you you can get the latest and greatest news with HHO. Um, and then we also talked about leveraging the website a little bit more for posting our trips on. So that way, those that don't have Facebook, they're able to, to take advantage a little bit more so than what they have in, in the years past for the trips that we host. Yeah. And we also forecast, we're trying to forecast, you know, things that we anticipate to come up in the future and different adaptations we'll have to have. And one of those things is um, a gun trust type situation. So we've been in consultation with an attorney that specializes in firearm trusts um, and NFA items, because at some point the organization is likely going to become the owner of some firearms and or NFA items and we need to be able to manage that properly with correct policies and procedures. We already have some policies and procedures in place, but we're just trying to improve them and forecast what's going to happen. So as states are either purchasing firearms in the name of HHO or in the event that we are gifted items, say someone um, wants to give us a firearm, an NFA item, or uh, say it's in someone's will when they pass, you know, and they gift us stuff. So we're just trying to anticipate that happening so we have a, a safe place for those firearms or nfa items to make it into the legal trust and uh, be managed the proper way with proper auditing and stuff just so it doesn't become a issue down the road so we're we're trying to get ahead of that anyways yeah and you know with with policies there's there's only so you're you're only able to plan for so much and you know i think we do a pretty well pretty good job of ensuring that we we think of every possible outcome 
and then input those into our policy. So that way we, we don't run into any, anything that could get the organization in trouble or our volunteers that work tirelessly to, to host these trips. And one thing we got to give a big shout out to Jen, our nonprofit attorney, Jen Urban with, uh, Legal for Good out of St. Louis Park. She's always good to us. She's quick, prompt, gets back to us quick. And we talk to her uh, in the time of need when we have questions, and she gets back to us really quick. So she helps us keep on the on the right path and make sure that we're making the correct decisions. And we bounce a lot of questions off of her, and she's super quick to get back to us. So uh, I think that's one of the awesome things. You know, that brings up one other thing, too, and some other accomplishments and achievements, you know, in this past year. Um, you know, we have had Chris Ehrman working real hard with being our treasurer and ensuring our books are in order. So Chris has been working really close with our CPA as well as a bookkeeper to ensure that our charges are being rectified and then um, accounted for with proper policies, procedures, um, documentation of different uh, receipts and ensuring that everything's there and accounted for. And with that, um, we used that information that Chris had um, compiled, you know, with our 990s that we give and to the IRS and provide to the state. And we ended up going onto a website called Candid or GuideStar, which is a nonprofit that analyzes the transparency of an organization. They ask a lot of in-depth questions and with that information that Chris provided, plus some other information that actually a lot of information that we did based on the organization, who we are, what we do, uh, we were awarded the Platinum Transparency Badge through them, which put us in the, um, was it 0.5% out of nonprofits? Top top 5, 5%. Top 5%. Yeah. And they evaluate 1.6 million nonprofits. So we were in the top 8,000 nonprofits, HHO was, and that was through a lot of work of all of our board members, our volunteers, and uh, the work that our CPA and bookkeeper did. So we were pretty excited about that, and now we're working towards the 2023 Platinum Badge of Transparency, too. So we'll continue that going every year. And all that information uh, you can find on the GuideStar Candid about us. It's linked on our website on the homepage at the very bottom. If you click on that, it'll go right to our page. But also, um, going to the legal tab, you'll be able to find all of our information, our 990s, our bylaws. Uh, we have a book that's a recap of last year and information, and then also um, our profit and loss sheet that we have through QuickBooks. So there's nothing being hidden. It's all out there. The information is for the public to know. And if you're trying to gain faith in the organization, who we do, we try to give you as much as possible. You know, And if, if it's not out there, ask you know, that's the big thing is just to ask us and we'll give you an answer as fast as we can. Yeah. And, you know, for those that want to support us, hop, hop in there. And if, if you're not able to, you know, find what you're looking for, feel free to to ask one of us. Send send us an email at, you know, info at hometownyouroutdoors.org. We we try to be as as transparent as, as we possibly can with with those that support us, because we feel, you know, having that that trust and credibility with all of you is just as important as having the trust and credibility with those that we serve and get out on these trips. One thing with those websites too, is a lot of companies actually go to those websites to verify, you know, who you are and what you do. And if you're not on there, they won't look at you too. So uh, that was also a large thing that helped drive us. But I just think that having 
all the information in one spot that people can verify. And it's just not us blowing smoke. It's all there. It's verified by them. And it was pretty exciting news when we figured that found that out. So we're going to keep that going. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, talking about the the annual board meeting, um, one of the things that we, we also discussed towards the end of it was what our goal was for how many people we get out in 2023. So we're, we're adjusting our, our timeline that we count getting people out. So that's going to line up with our fiscal year now instead of the calendar year. And our goal that we set was what, 1500, I believe. Yeah. 1500. Yeah. So up in it, you know, by, by a few hundred from what we had in 2022 and with all the work that all of our field staff do, all all of us on the the board of directors put in, I feel like we're going to have no problem hitting that 1500, especially with the, the new growth that we've had and, the amazing work that Sean's been putting in with working with these state directors, making sure that everyone's everyone's on the same page and aware of, you know, the, the processes that, that we go through and kind of the, the template of what, what right looks like for our existing chapters and, and new chapters. They have, ex- we have expanded into a handful of different States to include Alaska, Washington, you know, Dan's in Oregon, um, Oklahoma. We, made some adjustments in Georgia and Florida. Uh, and we're looking to help out those teams that may not have a whole lot going on in their own state. And, and we get it. People have life. It's a volunteer gig and uh, it may not be best suited for some people or they don't have the time, which is fine, but we're trying to find the assistance and the help. But Olsberg has definitely been doing a good job of keeping in contact with all these individuals. And some of our te- states even have co-leads as state directors. So it's just not one person in charge of the state. There's a couple but they have some team and support with a trip director or event coordinator with them or event director. And uh, Olsberg has been doing a good job keeping in contact with them and checking in and wondering what we can do to help them and be successful in what they do. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a big focus this throughout this next year is ensuring that everyone's on the same page and operating, you know, at at the same level, you know, maybe not, hosting as many trips or getting as many people out because that really depends on the the size of their team and their volunteer base. But, you know, ensuring that everyone knows the proper processes, you know, what a, what a trip looks like, what an event looks like. And that's not to say that, you know, we're not going to expand throughout this next year. Um, and if there's anyone that is in a state that we're not currently in, feel free to reach out to us and we can talk about what that looks like for you know starting a chapter in in your state where we've got what 20 25 or 22 states that we we have open still yep yeah yeah we're well we're at 29 right now yeah um so math's hard i get it um but i'm just gonna let everyone know who's listening to that the amount of work that is requested of a state director is pretty significant when they come on or they transition. We tell people that it's like drinking from a fire hydrant, not a garden hose or a fire hose. It's a fire hydrant. It's going to take you at least a couple of years to get comfortable in your shoes in order to understand all the dynamics. You know, we have a operations manual to help guide them, but that off operations manual can show them where to go and what to do. But unless you do it, you're going to lose it. So there's also an introduction PowerPoint that we give with people. There's tutorials and videos. I mean, it's everything from how do I run a trip, an event, or booth, 
Um, how do I run my finance tracker, my trip tracker, um, keep track of people um, that may not be acting the best on these trips, um, the merchandise type of set of things, um, understanding how to operate our square system. So we have our merchandise and point of sale operating correctly, managing their teams that they have in each state, and also how to um, approach people who might be a potential donor or land use uh landowner that they can help leverage it's a lot of these different things so there's a lot of different um, avenues that they need to be aware of and at least know how to reference to in order to ask for help if they need it but it's uh, a pretty tall order for them to engage in that position and it will take them a, a year to two years to understand it fully yeah there's there's a ton that goes into it and you know bringing that up also brings up what sean sean started implementing is kind of the, the mentorship program that we that we talked about and sort of did at the very beginning of HHL, but he started pairing up, you know, these newer state directors with, with someone that's a little bit more experienced. So they have a peer to go to at any point to get support and also backed by us. And then also with field staff as well. I know some of the, some of the states are making sure that they, they pair the, the newer field staff volunteers up with field staff that, staff that have been doing this for for a while so that way they're not just going into it blind you know without knowing what to do and being able to have someone there to, to help support them and planning trips and events and then you know hosting their first first trips and events and it goes without saying that we can't do what we do without our state directors and field staff and other volunteers and some of them even step up for additional duties you know like we said assist we have a banquet committee that we have we have a person in each region that um, i communicate with regarding the banquet um, that help with not only sponsorships or different tasks that we need, but also finding auction items, either that's a silent auction on online or a live auction item. So they're out there always um, hitting the ground and trying to make connections in order to better the organization. And we can't do it without any of them. So they've done a great job and, and getting us to where we are. And we thank you for having faith in us and, being able to stand next to us and help us move this mission forward. And uh, I'm just blown away by the amount of support that we have, not only from our field staff and state directors, but from the general public as well. And people put faith in us. So it's been very rewarding. And we know that it's making a difference in people's lives. We know that it's saving people's lives, the relationships or friendships. And uh, we've had that told to our faces and it's just more drive to keep us pushing and moving forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we first started this, I've, I've said it many times and I'll, I'll say it again. When we first started, we had no idea, you know, within five years would be in as many states taking out as many people that we that we currently do. And as, as you said, we can't do that without without the support of, you know, people that, that support us, whether that's the, the guides, landowners, businesses, individuals. And then, you know, even even bigger is our, our field staff that take on the task of putting these trips on networking with their, their local communities, finding businesses and individuals that, that are able to support them in, you know, the, the large endeavor that it is, you know, getting those that we serve into the outdoors and being a, a valuable resource for them, you know, whether, whether they're going through a rough time or just, just need someone to, someone to reach out to. Yeah. Uh, the uh, amount of support has been overwhelming and we know that, it's going to only keep going up and we're looking forward to that support and seeing where this goes. We have some lofty goals 
you know, that are going to happen in the next two years, 10 years. And uh, it's only for the betterment of the organization, the people that we serve. Um, as everyone I hope knows is no one in our organization makes a dime. Yes. We have people that we do have to pay. You know, we have our attorney, our CPA, our bookkeeper, and then also with rogue productions that, you know, which is highly discounted for the videos and content that we put out there. But we think it's important to show that stuff and be able to be able to show people's stories um, with the world and the things that they experience and go through. But um, nobody on the board of directors or field staff makes a dime. So this is a hundred percent volunteer. And if you didn't know that now, you know, but we we're pretty proud of that. Yeah. And then talking about rogue, I, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but you know, we've got our YouTube channel where a lot of these, these trips are, are posted or videoed by rogue. And then we post them onto our YouTube channel for everyone to go, go watch. And, you know, if, if you go onto YouTube and just search hometown air outdoors, go subscribe to our channel. And there's, there's different playlists there. There's, there's some testimonials with some, some amazing, amazing testimonials from individuals that, have that we've, we've taken on trips. Um, Eric Mossberg with best defense army range talks about, you know, what it, what it means to be a supporter of HHO. And then we've got Tom who did a, did a video for us after a trip that we did in Spurgeon Bay, Wisconsin, that, that is an amazing video. We played it at last year's, last year's banquet. And then, you know, all the, all the fun trips. And even if we don't get anything, Dale still produces some amazing, amazing content when he goes out on these, yeah, so we have a place for some smaller content that we do, anywhere between three to five minute videos. But then also we're starting to pick up on some more in depth stories that last a little longer. The the first one was with Brent Fowler out of uh, he's out of uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. I think they're South Carolina. South Carolina, and he went on a moose hunt in Maine. Um, so that's a longer video; it's about fifteen minutes. Then we um, just pushed one out with uh, John Lyle and his youth hunt in Texas with his son Griffin. That one's uh, longer, but it's worth the watch. Go watch it uh, if you want to hear some inspiring story and watch a father and son uh, be able to bond while in the field and do a deer hunt and harvest deer. It's pretty awesome to watch and hear their story. And then we have another one coming up here in April that will get it released. It's uh, another 15-minute video, the Montana elk hunt. And then we have some other larger videos that are in the hopper, but we can't we can't uh, dismiss that the smaller videos that we do in between. Um, and they're really good videos and great people on great trips. So, uh, please head over to the YouTube and subscribe if you can. Uh, that's where most our larger videos and content and longer videos will be pushed out to. Yeah. And, and with that too, you know, with these, these videos and our presence on Facebook, Instagram and things like that, if, if you have suggestions for some content that they'd like to see, you know, feel free to reach out to Tony, our, our social media director, and and he can he can try to try to accommodate as best as possible. Obviously, can't take requests from everybody, but you know if there's if there's a type of engaging post you want to see, I think we talked about it at the board meeting. You know, posting up on Sundays or Mondays. You know, people posting their their outdoor adventures throughout the weekend, things like that. So if you guys want to see more content like that, just let us know, and and we'll do our best to make it happen. Agreed. Yes. No. It's been. Uh... An awesome five years. You know, it's crazy to say it's been five years, but it went by fast and a lot of trials and tribulations, but we Mm -hmm. learn as we go. And I think for a bunch of people that have never really engaged in board roles uh, that much and created a new nonprofit, I think things are going great and we're learning as we go. But 
we also have the right people around us to help guide us and move us forward. So, but thank you everyone who has made it successful for the last five years. You know, the longevity of this organization is very important to us. And all of us say that we hope that it's still here when none of us are around. So that's, that's the grand plan, but thank you everyone for the last five years. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And to echo what Chris said, you know, we, we appreciate everything that you guys have done to support us, all of our field staff, you know, for, for trusting us to, to create the organization and you getting these, these individuals that we serve into the outdoors and being the, being there for them, you know, any time of day, any time of night, we, we couldn't do what we do without, without all of you. And we're looking forward to, you know, what the next, next year, next five years, next 10 years, you know, as Chris said, until all of us that are, that are currently on the board are, are long gone. And, you know, our, our kids are seeing what, what HHO is all about, you know, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. So this is our 34th episode. Is that right, Dan? Yeah. 34th episode. And as Dan alluded to earlier, this is our last one for the season. Uh, the podcast has been a phenomenal platform for us to get to meet and connect with people. Uh, individuals have supported us, uh, helped carry us down further down the road. Uh, and also tell people stories and recaps of hunts and adventures that they've been on. And with that, it's also a lot of work, <laughs> uh, a lot of late evenings, you know, getting people together and talking about things. And I love the podcast and doing this. Uh, but we decided that, you know, we were filming one a week, just about for a while there. And we decided that we're going to take a little break and we're going to end this as season one. And we're going to reconclude our um, not reconclude, restart our podcast uh, late summer, early fall. And throughout the time, I'm sure we'll have podcasts that we record and ready to go for the next season, season number two. But uh, we're, we're looking forward to having a little break here from the podcast and be able to focus some other stuff. But um, it's been very rewarding. Um, thank you for listening to what we have to say and the others and what they have to share. And please uh, share the podcast with others. It's still going to be around pretty much on every platform you can find. And uh, just share it with others and make sure that they can hear the stories of the people that we serve. Yeah. And if anyone listening wants to be on the podcast, feel free to reach out to us. You can send us, send us an email at info at hometownherooutdoors.org. Go on our website. You can click the contact us on there. But reach out to us. Um, tell us, you know, what it is that you do and we'll, we'll talk about getting you onto the podcast and doing an episode with you. And that about wraps us up for the night. I believe Chris, have you got anything yeah. else to add? Uh, you know, I, I could talk forever, but uh, probably shouldn't. Yeah. I, I think we actually, we, we've actually got a meeting with Dale coming up here yes, right now. Do. So, yep. so on, on that note, we'll, we'll end the podcast, you know, and, and once again, echoing what we've said already, Thank you to all those that have supported us throughout the last five years. All of all of the the individuals that we serve, you know, the people currently serving in the military, veterans, law enforcement, and the recently added, you know, fire and EMS. Appreciate what you guys have done for your, your country and communities. And HHO wouldn't be here without without what you guys have all done. So thank you. Your 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 service to your country and community doesn't go unnoticed. And we're here to support you for the the long haul. We aren't going anywhere, just the podcast for a little bit, but we'll see you guys yeah. soon. All right. And 
on that note, we'll see you guys out on the water and in the woods. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to the Hometown Hero Outdoors podcast. For more information about Hometown Hero Outdoors, visit our webpage at www.hometownherooutdoors.org.